Welcome to the So What Podcast. This show is dedicated to planting ideas, habits, and God-given purpose into the soil of business so you can enjoy the harvest and share it with others. Now, here's your host, Paul Tran. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of the So What Show. Today, I want to talk about uh, sales and storytelling. And I guess I, I'll, I'll preface by saying that uh, I spent a majority of my career uh, in the franchise industry. And I was there, I was the senior director of development with Francemart, which is the world's largest franchise development company. And I was in charge of growing the company's portfolio of emerging restaurant brands. Uh, think of it like an incubator for, for restaurants with uh, high, high growth potential. And the, my job was to take small brands that uh, were one to four units in size they were run by wonderful people. They had good, strong unit economics, which means, you know, their store performance, uh, profit and loss performance uh, was strong and, of course, could do better. And also they were in a segment of the food business that had a long and, and, and large growth potential, meaning they could build critical mass if done right. They could get hit at least 100, 200 stores, maybe even 1,000 locations. Um, one of our most successful case stories, stories uh, was uh, right when I joined the company was when the company was um, developing Five Guys, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And I, I'm an In-N-Out guy, so I'm a little bit... <laughs> I'm a little bit biased on that, but uh, of course, uh, being able to learn how Five Guys grew from you know their five locations uh, to the 2,000 locations that they currently have, and doing a billion dollars in sales, and they're all over the world. Uh, I, I, you know, they're they're paying the bills for me. But anyway, I what I learned was in the franchise industry, um, it, it's it's an industry that's heavily regulated by the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, and they are very protective of franchisees, investors, people who buy franchises, uh, and rightfully so. They want to be able to protect people from being scammed and con- by con artists or uh, being uh, or or signing up for a, for a restaurant or a franchise that just is not well capitalized and not suited to not equipped to take care of their franchisees. Uh, and so, and, and one of the biggest, um, I guess one of the biggest hurdles uh, to selling franchises is uh, sales performance. Uh, a lot of times uh, since, since we're working with small mom and pops, they, they don't have, uh, they don't have a long history of sales performance or their sales performance is lackluster and they decide that they don't want to disclose it in their uh, FDD, which is a franchise disclosure document. It's kind of like their investment prospectus that shows past performance or current performance. And so um, there's actually been a couple brands that I work on that uh, when I sold the investment opportunity to buy a franchise, I didn't even have sales information that I was allowed to talk about. I couldn't even talk about profitability. And, you know, imagine trying to sell an investment and not be able to share investment performance. Um, and so the only th- my my mentor, Dan Rowe, uh, who is a legend in the franchise industry, look him up and uh, you'll see what his accolades and and his track records like. And he was an incredible mentor to me uh, throughout my whole career and still is my mentor. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
he just mentioned that you know when you don't have when you don't have the ability to um, sell profitability, when you don't have the ability, when your hands are tied behind your back on a lot of things, uh, especially just lack of track record, the most important thing to focus on is the story. And I, I took that to heart. And I, fo- I spent a lot of time not on sales, specifically like sales techniques and how to how to trick a customer or how to trick an investor. None of that. And, and that, you know, that uh, they can smell it anyway. But what I focused on was, I mean, what's the story that that you're going to tell about this brand that would get a potential investor so excited and so aligned with that story? Like when they hear that story, they think to themselves, I want to be a part of that story. I want to be part of that team. What's it going to be? And so I, a lot of times, uh, the, a lot of my clients, a lot of the franchisees who signed up, uh, they, they just took a, a leap of faith based on the big audacious and uh, heartfelt story that uh, they wanted to be a part of. And, uh, and that's pretty much what grew my career. Uh, I'll give one, one, I guess the biggest example I had was, um, there's a restaurant brand in Toronto called Freshy. Uh, they were, they were a nine unit, uh, chain corporate owned wholly, uh, in Toronto. And it was owned by a, a great leader. His name is Matthew Korn. Uh, you can look him up. He's got a great brand presence. Uh, but anyway, at the time he only had nine stores and, uh, through talking uh, internal talks, he decided not to share his financial information. And so, uh, you know, I had my work cut out for me uh, and also the rest of the sales team. But uh, we sold this story to people who who care about health, who, who care about uh, replacing the junk food and intercepting that junk food with, with, a, with an apple that pretty much the apple represents just a healthier option. I think most people want to eat healthier. It's just not accessible. It's just not affordable. Uh, and it's just easier to reach and default to the fast food uh, option. And so Freshy was on a mission to, um, I, you know, what Matthew said was he wanted to Starbuck the fresh food business, which was way brilliant because everybody loves Starbucks. Starbucks is is an incredible brand, uh, a leader uh, that a lot of folks are, are drawn to. And so that was a great play. He also made you know, he also made healthy food very sexy and branding, branded as well. And, you know, of course, people eat with their eyes and, and eat with uh, eat with their senses. And that's what branding is all about. But anyway, I, I just spent a lot of time just selling people on that story. And uh, during my during their engagement with us, I, I must have sold about 200 locations myself, uh, up to the point where they actually ended up going public on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Uh, all, all started with the inability to, 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 to talk about sales numbers uh, and um, just to protect the investor from, you know, false profitability and sales claims. And, you know, as I think back about it, you know, this is actually how investor, how startups act as well. Like in the beginning, when people just have an incredible startup idea, um, they're they're reaching out to investors to invest. I mean, you can make projections and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, I mean, smart investors know that these are clearly numbers that you kind of just pulled out of your, you know, uh, your ear. <laughs> Let's keep it PG. Um, but these are made up numbers and these numbers don't really reflect anything accurate. 
Um, it's just something you do. But what most investors, they, they buy into is they buy into the leadership and they buy into the story and whether that story aligns with what their goals are. And so I, I guess I, you know, I want you, if you're in sales or if you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you're trying to raise capital, um, I, I want you to focus less on sales tactics and techniques and follow up and stuff like that. Most importantly, it's just like a, a really good restaurant. It doesn't matter if the marketing is cool, but if the service sucks and the food sucks, it doesn't matter how clever or how much money you throw at marketing. The most important thing is your story. Uh, is your story compelling? Is it's, it's a story that you that shows how much you care about something? And would you be able to build a bridge and have potential customers and investors care about you too? Uh, all that actually makes your selling job a lot, lot easier. Sometimes you don't even need to resort to all the tactics and all the other things that a lot of people over over depend on. Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to uh, just throw that little seed out there and hopefully that takes root. Um, be curious to know what you're working on. And, and if you have any cool ideas, I, I'd love to be of service. Uh, I don't think, I don't pretend to be the best storyteller ever. I, I just know that storytelling is the way to go. Uh, but feel free. I mean, I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to maybe see if I can coach you on any cool ideas you might be working on uh, or some sales uh, that I could listen to that maybe I could help uh, strengthen the story on. Um, so anyway, uh, that offer is available. I'd love to be of service. And with that, I'm just going to end it here. Um, take care, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the So What Podcast. We hope some of the ideas take root and make your life better. We want to serve more awesome people like you. And here's how you can help in less than 60 seconds. Subscribe to this show, post a review because it attracts others. Forward this to a friend or email Paul with any questions, ideas, or if you'd like to work together at so what at paultran.com. 